right. Okay. Hey, welcome to another episode of HR Nightmares. Thanks for listening and tuning in. Um, HR Nightmares is our safe space to talk about all the stories that we wanted to share in that book as HR professionals. Um, I'm Lisa Leith, and um, I love being the co-host of HR Nightmares. We've got a special co-host today. All right. Hey, everybody. Um, Andy Almeter, uh, President of Leith HR Group. And um, I want to introduce Sarah Ald. Sarah's with us today. Um, Our special guest. Special guest. Uh, so CEO of Upper Health, um, the, the health system for wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead, yeah. Sarah. Tell yeah. us. A, so you've got a yeah. lot of things going on, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, you are like a things. startup extraordinaire. You connect other startup folks with each other, but you're in the healthcare tech space. Mm-hmm. And this is like a booming uh, you know, kind of like subspace within technology and SaaS. So um, we are, you know, recording from one of the top 100 startup ecosystems in the world, Wilmington, North Carolina, which is so no one... amazing. Yeah, it, it is amazing. It, is. it really is. But like, tell us about Upper Health Possible, all the mm-hmm. things that you're involved with right now um, and how you're doing it all. Yeah, well, that's a great question. I'll figure it. When I figure that one out, I'll let you yeah. know that part. But so what we've been telling people with Upper, the most ear-catching thing I think we could say right now is that the current healthcare system, in plain English, sucks. It sucks. It keeps people sick, right? And so Upper is the new modern healthcare system that makes wellness and natural medicine the most convenient and effortless care you can get on Earth. And so we do that with technology. Okay. Wow. Healthcare yes. system sucks. I think everybody can agree with that. I mean, you know, it's, you know, it sucks right now is like, I'm going through and all the HR people out there um, can vibe with me on this. But like, when I'm going through negotiations right now for next year's healthcare plans, mm-hmm. no one can live without insurance yeah. in the United States. No. It's illegal, um, right? What? Is it illegal? You can like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. So we should, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I don't think you're going to get fined anymore, yeah. but like, yeah, right. it's pretty much like everybody be. needs to get, and Medicaid expansion. Yay. Is like yeah. on the governor's desk here in North Carolina. So that's mm-hmm. really good. Um, but healthcare, the system does suck and it starts with the insurance. Um, it's really, really expensive. And for mm-hmm. employers that can't afford to pay like the full premium every month, um, this is the second most costly <clears throat> expense for an employer. And as like an HR person, I'm always super interested to know, like, what are the supplemental efforts we can be providing our employees and like my CFOs with so that we can keep people healthy. So I can k- at least keep my premium rates like down to mm-hmm. like not get anxious increase by double digits, but like single digits next year. So like, tell us about how changing um, wellness and access to natural health can supplement like our regular healthcare plans so we can keep those plan premiums kind of like at least stagnant. Definitely. I think that the most direct answer to the the lower cost care, right, at a cash rate would be your concierge medicine companies and the concierge medicine model. Like direct primary care. Direct primary care model, yes. But you also have a lot of marketplaces popping up now, whether it's for modern medicine, meaning traditional Western healthcare, where you've got, you know, your traditional physicians with pharmaceutical drugs, surgeons, um, all the way to urgent cares available on those marketplaces. Those are out there now. And they're doing doctor's visits for $19 a visit sometimes. They have very, very low cost care. Um, wow. 
And then you get into other concierge marketplaces like Upper, right, where it's natural medicine and really a lot of wellness care, where we're trying to change the narrative of you have all these different independent companies from fitness companies to nutrition companies, mental health, right, this array of diverse care, and taking all these independent businesses and turning them into one communicating ecosystem, right, with the tech. Are they cash only? Yes. Yeah, so the services on Upper right now are cash only cash and only. self-pay rates. Okay. Yep. So these are like individual um, direct care, direct wellness folks. Mm-hmm. But by the way, you can't get an appointment with like a nutritionist right now using uh, health insurance. Like you can't talk yeah. to a nutritionist yeah. it or at a least dietitian doesn't help. for six months. It at least doesn't help. Having insurance. And you're truncated to a, to a smaller portion of the, of the available, you know. I think what's Service. so I think what's so frustrating about health insurance, or at least to me, is that it really drives three different costs of care. Right? You have the insurance rate for care, which is obviously the most expensive form of health care you can get, um, because it, they regulate what they're willing to pay, what these providers can charge, and so forth. And so there's a whole lot of Oh, it's insane. There's a whole lot of back scratching yeah. going on there, right? And so the, the rate is through the roof. And then you have what's actually the market rate. Right, which is what those self-pay rates are, and then come down to maybe $80 a visit, $70 a visit, much more fair or reasonable than these $150, $200, $300 dollar visits that you're seeing with insurance costs. Mm-hmm. And then you have what's negotiable, right, the bottom floor. And that's what you'll see a lot of these health share companies do, these nonprofits and these religious organizations where they work with these, um, they work with their own members at the self-pay rate, hey, go ask your doctor for a self-pay rate. You're a member of our nonprofit over here, but don't pay your bill yet. And then before you pay your bill, we're going to call and negotiate that doctor even more because we're going to promise them a volume clientele. Is that what they're doing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just learned something. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and they're called other things too. There's health shares and then there's, there's another word for it that's escaping me right now, but there's, there's different types of organizations using that model. Yeah. Um, where you just, you join the nonprofit right. and they negotiate for you. But so you have these three costs of care and what people are not really paying attention to, I think the most, and it's making it worse for people in positions like yours is that health insurance is constantly looking to expand right, and expand its coverage and cover this, and all of a sudden they want to get into gym memberships. They want to get into things that are really our personal responsibility. And so that frustrates me because no one pays attention to, though it sounds wonderful, who's paying for it? Mm -hmm. Well, we are. Yeah, it's in the premium. It's a shared cost. It's in the premium. It's a shared cost, and now it becomes regulated because everything insurance does is dictated by them to say what's healthy and what's not, Mm -hmm. what's good for you and what's not. And there's health insurance companies right now. I know Blue Cross Blue Shield just got into um, food as medicine and they're releasing studies on that through their foundation, some other parts of the company right now. And people online are like, yes, this is amazing. This is great. And I agree with it if it's being used for natural medicine as an option, right, because you're already ill or you've got something to turn around and so forth. But when it comes to truly just lifestyle and just that being somebody's personal responsibility – your rates are going to keep going through the roof as that continues to expand because mm-hmm. they're going to keep dabbling in things that we're going to continue to lose control over and have to pay for. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's a mission creep of, uh, of, yeah. of, of what it Absolutely. started out to be, right? Yeah. yeah. And waves this big, beautiful flag of this is such a good mm-hmm. thing, and it sounds like a great thing. And it does. And like you said, yeah. people are getting behind it and oh, rallying so, for it, so and it's much. creating a momentum that is going to be tough to stop. I think so, too. Yeah. Okay, so you worked in traditional healthcare, mm-hmm. but you also worked for the federal government. So what's your, um, 
Ooh, that sounds really important. But like, what's your take? Because I know you're you're a big believer in what Sarah and Upper are doing. Like, how do the two? How can we work in harmony with each other? Um, traditional healthcare and what she's doing at Upper. Yeah, I mean, I think staying, you know, staying, staying healthy is is the number one thing, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think Sarah just said it. It's it's our responsibility to do that, and it's our responsibility for our gym membership. It's our responsibility to supplement with, you know, a VitaFlow or or a company that you know is 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 really taking a holistic look at your health. Mm-hmm. Um, we're always going to need health insurance. We're always going to need the hospital. We're always going to need catastrophic. <laughs> yes, for <laughs> catastrophic issues. And and honestly, still, you know, even if it's before it even gets to catastrophic, I mean, there are things. There's some interventions that need to be done. Oh, sure, definitely. Um, you know that that are part of this 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 continuum. But on the front end, I, this the I'm going to say holistic. But the, yeah. the more holistic, the stuff that you can control. Um, you know, that is our responsibility and mm-hmm. we have to do that. And we have to bear that cost as individuals. I agree. And if I do that, I don't want to be lumped into paying for a lot of other people that aren't doing Who that. Who just decided not to. Yes. So yes. there's a choice piece. So that's where I, that's where I come in. I mean, it really is, it's taking care of yourself. It, it should be number one. Um, there's a lot of focus on that right now, and I yeah. like that. Yeah. The marketing to do that needs to be, I think, much greater, but it also needs to be incentivized. Um, so one of the biggest focus yes. points at Upper and how and why we design it the way we do and, and what we're getting into in years to come is um, this needs to be so mindless that we call it, <laughs> we, we actually call it now unavoidable. We're building unavoidable access, not to force it on anybody, but to make it so much the first option that other options continue to matter less. And those options being unnecessary over-prescription mm-hmm. of drugs, right, or surgery, um, things that keep people down, mm-hmm. right, and, and don't empower them. We want to empower the patient. And you do that by choice, and you do that by um, control and the power to go out and do these things that have to do with lifestyle prevention, right? And so, um, yeah, the focus point being if we can incentivize people and build new pathways, new doors, new highways, essentially, whether it's through tech, whether it's, you know, you go to this doctor's office and you're getting a prescription, what is the prescription? Well, they've been educated for how many years to prescribe pharmaceutical drugs. Well, now we go into their offices and now we educate them on prescribing acupuncture, massage therapy, and so forth. And so that's what I do every day now. Um, And so just building all these different pathways to make it so unavoidably accessible that people don't even have to think about it anymore. How did you get passionate about this? I grew up in rural America. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? Like with McDonald's and uh, cookout or what? No, when McDonald's came, everybody was pretty upset about that. But so I grew up in a, in a very, it was actually called the village of Windsor. Um, And so truly a village. Yeah. I mean, we had, we had a subway. We had, I had a, beautiful high school like we have a great town in the town of Windsor that is also known as the village of Windsor um but I grew up on 21 acres of open hayfield land and we had we grew our own vegetables we grew our own fruit a lot of the oh, time so the opposite of what I'm thinking about a lot of rural America is just like has no access to like, oh I'm sorry food. yeah well yeah I think that's a big misconception a lot of those people are living off their land because the folks like myself who grew up in the country and, and understand the country, I mean, I can't tell you how many of my friends hunt every single day yeah. and, you know, come to our house and kill and drag their deer out of the woods. And that's dinner for, you know, however many weeks mm-hmm. it's going to be dinner for. Um, and yeah, that, so you have access real. to a very healthy lifestyle. I wouldn't even call it 
if you live in rural America, the odds are you always have access. It's whether or not you have the strength and the education to go out and get the food yourself mm-hmm. is really what it comes down to. Now, again, we have grocery stores. We had one grocery store called the Big M. Um, and so big M. the Big M. Shout out to the Big M. Yeah. Shout, the Big M was a great spot. Is that Big um, M's only shout out? That's yeah. the only Maybe. shout out they've ever received. Potentially. That is possible. Um, but yeah, I mean, the school next, the school in the town next to mine graduated, I believe, somewhere between 20 and 60 kids a year. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. My small. school graduated okay. like 180, but okay. we pulled. Still right. small. Yeah. Still small. Yeah. And we had to pull from probably a 30 mile radius. Wow to mm-hmm. fill it. Yeah. So I think education is, is one of the big things. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's the know-how it's knowing that this stuff exists, knowing that you need to have this balance. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's what you lack, I think in those type environments. Yeah. Um, yeah. even, even inner city, I mean, I guess it could cross into, into any, you know, type. I'd go as far to say that it is the lifestyle of a city that declines the health of a community. It does not necessarily increase it. Um, now, statistically, and looking at data and epidemics and things like that, like, sure, there's, you know, data that probably says otherwise. But in a lot of ways, people who live in rural areas, um, they're more connected to nature. And nature has such a prominent effect on your health between your heart rate, between how well you sleep, the type of food you're eating, how natural and raw it is, um, or just coming from the earth mm-hmm. straight, right? Um, not traveling from, you know, California or Idaho to get here on the East Coast. Um, there's so many things about living in rural America that make people healthier and they're not looked at the same way or the data is not measured. I think the way it should be because in cities, people get completely disconnected from nature. It's go, go, go. It's a hundred mile an hour work life, all this tech, no clean air. The water has Gen X. Like I could go on and on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you know, this, I mean, it's been around for a bit and I worked in this realm a little bit with the, you know, environment built in infrastructure, mm-hmm. um, and how it affects human health. And, and it's really interesting how when you, when you do research on that, you're like, oh, wow. It ends up just being head slapping. But yeah. um, there's a reason that, um, that hospitals, a normal mm-hmm. inpatient room has got to have a window. I mean, yeah. there's, there's reasons That's for that. Right. And, it's, and it's, you know, it's to prevent, you know, the downstream of, you know, of confusion um, with not knowing if it's daytime or nighttime. Um, so there's, yeah. there, there, are, there, there are tenants that go back even in the most built environment for healthcare um, mm-hmm. that, that, that points you right back to environment and mm-hmm. how important that is. Yeah. And imagine yeah. having a house with no windows, right? How sad You'd would you know. be? You'd just be so sad. Yeah. Natural light is so important and getting outside. And that's all something that is heavily, um, not just believed in, but just part of life in rural America. That's not as much part of life in cities so tell us about um upper how does it work like okay uh, if uh, people are listening and they pull up the app store and they download upper what are they going to find so you will see the chat service is the most important thing that we've been um telling people about and pushing lately so this chat service that we have um, is meant to assist the public in immediately finding buying and booking anything in the wellness and natural medicine space, like all the, the types of care I mentioned before. And so we want kind of like chat GPT. Have you seen that or gotten uh, familiar with it? We use it every day. I use it every day too. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. So I, I made a post the other day on LinkedIn. Googling is out. Conversation is in. And it is. People want to speak yeah. in the way or, or search in the way that they were designed, not how the computer's designed. Mm-hmm. You're designed to talk. I'm designed to talk. 
and we wait for a response and we have interaction. And so this chat service is really to um, not be so techie, not be so AI oriented. We have some competitors who make all of their marketplaces, oh, just click this and answer this question, um, not through a chat, but just on their site to right. filter the care. And sure, those things are important to a degree in helping you find care, but I don't think anything's more important than providing a tech that really enables what the person using it is like and wants. Mm -hmm. um, so chat service first and foremost. Cool. To, yeah, to, to streamline communication with the public. And then... So I could say, I'm having a lot of joint pain. Mm -hmm. Who should I go see? Mm -hmm. And it'll spit something out to me. So we don't use AI. Okay. It's us on oh, the chat. it's a person. It's a real person wow. on the chat. What a concept. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like a, it's like it's, a chat chat. Yeah. It's, yeah, a, yeah. it's a real chat. Right. We're not AI oriented when it comes to the communication aspect okay. of Upper. Okay. And so then... As we're so talking, you're chatting with a human, chatting with a human feature. Yep. Okay. We will ask you a series of questions. Okay. So I'm having joint pain. Mm -hmm. And what are you going to tell me? Where do you live? Um, <laughs> I live in Denver, Colorado. Okay. Um, are you looking for in person care, virtual care? In person. Okay. Do you want to go to the office or do you want somebody to come to your house? Uh, mm, that sounds good. Uh, somebody come to my house. Okay. Do you have insurance? Yes, but I don't want to use it. Okay. So self-pay. Um, do you have an HSA or an FSA? Uh, yes, an HSA. Okay. So these are the these are the kinds of things we'd ask, right? We okay, narrowed good. we narrowed on preferences. Cool. And then it gets to the point of here are your options because while we're talking to you, we are also doing our own research from all of our contacts and network and the internet as well. Cool. Of what all fits within your preferences, but you essentially have this complimentary virtual assistant doing all this work for you within about sixty seconds. Nice. How much does it cost me? The chat? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Anybody out there can go download. Is mm -hmm. it just Upper? Just search Upper. Upper.health. Upper.health. Mm -hmm. upper, upper download the app. Mm -hmm. Chat with a real person. Tell them what your pains are, where you live. Yeah. Um, and then you're going you're gonna to be my virtual assistant and tell me how to go pursue natural. As natural as we can find. As natural as you can yep. find methods of trying to solve my problem. Yep. And so we would always defer as much as possible to our own providers in the marketplace for the for the sake that they are vetted. We've seen all their licenses. We've seen all the business insurance policies. Um, we've gone through all their information, right? And then should you go through a marketplace provider in Upper's Marketplace, we can accept payment directly through that chat or have cool. you just check out right there on our platform. You never have to leave the platform. Now, even beyond that, we can book your appointment for you. So there's not a single... Just in conversation. Just in, there's not a single other person wow. you have to speak to other than that chat to get 100% of the things that you need done done. Neat. Yeah. So what if I'm um, a provider and I want to be on your marketplace? What's the benefit of being on your marketplace versus placing Google ads? Mm -hmm. there, preference. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so you're really aligning yourself with two major things in our brand. One is being holistic, which I think people confuse a lot with being natural. And that's not what holistic no, means. No. Holistic means. It's the point of view. Right. Yeah. It means looking at all systems that are connected, right, and treating as such. And so if I'm a trainer and you're interested in fitness, I'm still going to remind you about your nutrition. Right. And acknowledge that, right, because food and fitness, they speak to each other in our bodies, right? They, they impact each other. Um, so that's really the definition of holistic. You're also aligning yourself with natural and natural is truly, um, to be very literal, a non-pharmaceutical 
non-surgical essentially method of treatment, mm-hmm. right? So anything earth derived or human behavior derived in its care. So you're aligning yourself with that brand. Okay. Additionally, you're joining a network of providers who are all referring to each other. Okay. okay. How does that work? So right now they can refer within the chat, but Upper's long-term is to actually build referral software where they can order appointments with each other for each other on one scheduling system. I saw those prescription cards. Did you like those? Those are cool. I have them with me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Instead of a, instead of a a traditional, you know, um, RX script. Well, and they can use that. I feel like they still have to use that. They probably do. Sure. 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 Yeah. So what is it? Do you want me to get them? Yeah, get one. Yeah, let's get a prop. No, a really visual cool. aid. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the traditional prescription pad. Yeah, um, where a doctor says prescribes. Yeah, the a, a drug. Penicillin. A drug. Okay. Well, now they can hand these out. Okay. Yep. So this, this is, is cool. This is cool. Thanks. So I go to medical centers, doctor's offices, in-network, out-of-network, mm-hmm. provider locations all day, and we give them stacks of these cards. People are excited about these. I had a surgeon yeah. run out of a C-section. Like, <laughs> oh, he, was, he did a C-section, but after the C-section, he like, <laughs> comes running down the hospital lobby stairs, and I give him the stack, and he's like, give me 10. And I was, he's like, I got to think about, like, which offices I'm going to put these in, which providers I'm going to give these to. I was like, okay. And so each time they write... A prescription or a referral, you can't. It's illegal to brand a script pad. Right. That's not what we're trying to do anyway. These are really business cards, right? right. Um, but they can give these to the patient or client mm-hmm. as they write that referral or script, right? Um, yep. So that the client knows obviously where to go. But we don't have our universal scheduling system yet, and so that is a way to just send them to one chat, or they can they can write in it themselves, the provider. Yeah, I think that's great. So the joint pain mm-hmm. person, yeah. you know, uh, let's say um, the OB comes running down the stairs, you know, and had just yeah. talked to somebody, you know, yeah. that uh, um, not only just had a baby, but maybe he's got some joint pain. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, <laughs> definitely this, after this, having a baby. Yeah. This would be this would be a great you know thing. Hey, yeah. can you check this out? If you don't, if you're not interested in, in doing the traditional, you know, I, I think that this is a this is a very good yeah. option. Um, and pelvic physical see therapy. What's there. Pelvic physical therapy is a natural thing to do. It's PT, right? Mm-hmm. And so that right there, we have multiple pelvic PTs in our network. And so an OBGYN can refer to that right there, and we can help them book their appointment. Hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Um, okay. So uh, upper.health or on the upper.com, right? Yeah. Upper.health forward is on the upper right now. Okay. We got to get rid of that one. Okay. <laughs> comes okay. with software development. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> upper. So which one do you want people to go to? Upper.health is easier to remember. Upper.health. U-P-P-E-R.health. Okay. And then, um, like, I just scanned the QR code here, and mm-hmm. it took me, and Sonny wants to know what's going on with me. So. Um, <laughs> That's my alias. Yeah. <laughs> nice. One time, one time. If anyone chats her, like, right now, she'll she'll get interrupted here on they the might. podcast. So. They might. Is this live? No, it's not. I'm oh, okay. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, actually, so Andy messaged the chat one time, and I answered right away, and he goes, wow, I get the CEO the moment I got on the chat. This is great. And I was he like, did. oh, God. Okay. He wanted to see if anybody's paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh my God. Um, well, what do you what do you want to tell people who sit in seats like like me, an HR uh, professional, yeah. a generalist, a benefits person, mm-hmm. um, a head of HR? Like, what what would you want us to know about what you're providing through Upper? I think what we've learned. So we've done one corporate wellness pilot. 
And then we've done another group wellness pilot, which we were originally looking at like a corporate account, but it's really a personal gift to a team of people. And so we're not looking at it like a true corporate account anymore. Um, But really we have two corporate, or I'm sorry, two group accounts going on. And I think what we're learning in it, this is my most recent observation within the last week of going through the last onboarding. Um, Anybody can shop there. And if any of the HR heads are operating on any kind of like reimbursement model for their staff, or they're looking for really simple, I don't want to say free in the sense of free from cash, but like very um, freedom oriented way of providing wellness to their staff, where if you want to use this, great. And if a lot of staff aren't using it or don't want to use it yet, or they haven't bought in yet, why are you paying so much extra money for that, for that head, right? For that account. Um, I think what we've realized is anybody can shop at Upper, Mm -hmm. right? And anybody can use that chat. And so employers have an opportunity on many marketplaces to let their staff freely shop and have them self-report their expenses Hmm. to the HR head. Because if the HR head wants to reimburse that or if the company wants to reimburse that, it can be done. But now you're eliminating potentially, whether that's initiation fees or monthly reporting fees, there's a lot of things that you might not need to necessarily do. When it comes to something like wellness, if the entire staff has not bought in or using it yet. So if you've got, if you're an HR person and you've got a wellness initiative going on in your organization and you say, hey, you, everybody, here's this thing. It's called Upper. It's a marketplace. You can go Mm -hmm. out. You can find um, holistic solutions for your health and wellness. um, And -hmm. you can use your HSA or FS flexible spending account to Mm -hmm. pay for these services. That's also good too, right? Like yeah. there's no obligation oh, yeah. to me as an HR person. I don't have to pay up or anything. No. No. Mm-hmm. It's just really just kind of advocacy to just be well. Well, and these marketplaces are up there for the direct consumer, right? And so you can open these corporate benefits programs and whatnot and charge all these extra fees. And sure, you are doing things as a like Upper is doing things for these corporations as a fee. It's like we're handling all the reporting, we're handling all of the monthly expensing. Like mm-hmm. we're doing a lot of work for them on the back end, but But at the end of the day, it's not necessary, right? And so I also believe, and I say this, I'm probably going to have some HR people or in the benefits broker space like, don't say that. But but really, though, in your on your side of the world and saving companies like your company's money on these things, um, I believe that the future of healthcare is direct to consumer. I do not believe it is through the employer. There's so many people who aren't employed. And they end up on government healthcare, right? And all these other things. But the healthcare company that wins direct consumer engagement long term, which is a very long game, but you're talking like Amazon level. Mm-hmm. Now you're talking access, mm-hmm. big access, right? Because everybody has one of these. And I don't care who you are, the government gives you one of these. Mm-hmm. Truth. Everybody has a phone. And so when you have direct consumer engagement and sales, and the employer gives the staff the freedom to use it as they wish, that's good for both companies like marketplaces like mine and from a cost savings perspective, like mm-hmm. companies like yours. Yeah. Yeah. I think the cost savings piece is big. I think that would be, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, it gives you negotiating power when it mm-hmm. comes time for, for the yeah. I felt negotiations. Like ba- I felt like banging my head on the wall recently because you want to do what's common, right? And you, as, as an entrepreneur, you want to do what sounds and seems like, oh, all the money's in B2B, all the money's in this, all the money's in this. Well, sure, all at once in a big chunk, maybe today, right? But long game, 
healthcare direct to consumer is ultimate access and the most personalized method of healthcare you could ever create. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, that's what we'll allow for that. Um, and so, yeah, I really just have realized that we need to stay direct con- to consumer as much as possible. And that is how I would do that. So especially if you are on a self-funded plan um, where you have over a hundred, at least in North Carolina, it's how it works. But like if you have over a hundred insured employees, you get access to some peak in the box on claims. Um, if you can see that a lot of your claims have to do with joint pain or obesity mm-hmm. or, you mm-hmm. know, muscle preventable uh, things, like, yeah, preventable things. Yeah. I mean, this is a great supplement to what you're doing to control your costs. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and then if you move to like a level funded or a self-insured plan, again, like we're always looking and and mainly relying on our insurance providers to give us wellness programs. But like they're usually big package 800 number mm-hmm. kind of deals. And so... Um, having this as an option, like mm-hmm. in a supplement that cost me no extra money, but is possibly going to save me some money on claims. Yeah. And by the way, if you're on a level funded plan, you get a surplus access to part of your surplus. So like, yeah, you want to come in below what your carrier thinks you're going to perform at. Right. Mm-hmm. So like if you perform and claim less this year, you'll get access to a surplus, which you share with the insurance company. But like, I want that, I want that money because you know what, if I get $10,000 or a hundred or $200,000 back, like I want to do fun stuff with my employees. Yeah. I want to like, I want to invest in my employees. So this can help me, you know, save money, mm-hmm. uh, cost avoidance, cost savings. We don't know. Try it. Um, yeah. You won't know till you try. If you prevent anything <laughs> well yeah, been a cost yeah, anything. i mean the thing with this yeah. though if you're is happy like, at your job too yeah you need yeah. you you honestly need a champion though so the best way to if you're thinking about you know partnering <sighs> with companies is you have to have a person on the inside who's going to you know constantly remind employees that this is this is a bet this is a perk this is something that they should be interested in you have to have like an educational sort of like webinar on it you have to email people you have to teams people you have to do a little video of your ceo using it you have to literally do all the things that is so funny you just said that good so (laughs) one of the things we have learned at the nonprofit. And something I've learned from observing other nonprofits is that the way to change in communities where there's poverty, right, or there's a lack of access to things or a lack of affordability to things is not in some mass distribution model. Yeah. It is always in, um, and for a lack of better words, a gang leader. Yeah. It's always... It's a a trusted coach. It's a... Yeah. It's your preacher. It's the, you know... It's having someone who like you said, a champion believes in everything, right. That you're doing or, or about that product or service, et cetera, like social media influencers, Mm -hmm. right. It's having an influencer who infiltrates their own community with it Mm -hmm. that people will follow and listen to and are close with. And so you need one of those everywhere, Mm -hmm. but just one. And that one person can do that for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. Um, any questions for Sarah? I mean, this is amazing. I don't know. I don't know if any questions, but I mean, I just, I, I, I was on there this morning, actually. Yeah. Um, 
Of course, I knew the podcast was coming up, but like, you know, I, I was like, yeah, I haven't been on the, on the site in a bit. Um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, you go to the site and, and automatically, you know, that the chat mm-hmm. pops up. Um, you can close out of that and peruse, you know, yeah, on you your can. own. Yep. Um, but uh, no, it's like a very, I mean, it, 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 we just need to get some, we need to get it, get it out there, yeah. right? Um, yeah. Because this is, you know, aside from all the cost savings, cost avoidance, Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, you know, I'll say it again. It's, it's our responsibility to do this. We have to take care of ourselves yeah. and, and there are a lot of resources out there to, um, to help you. But if you don't know how to access them, or if you don't know they mm-hmm. exist, um, upper can do that for you. Um, you just have to tell upper what your issues are and what your yeah. concerns are. And we're creating champions too, mm-hmm. to Lisa's point, And like what you said, get it out there and educate people. Mm-hmm. So our champions are providers. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I, I can't tell you how often I hear, oh, well, my doctor said this or my doctor said this. And it's always about what the doctor said. Yep. Right. Which is fine. It just goes to show who people trust, want their information from, listen to and behave accordingly to. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we all have that, whether that's your doctor, a parent, a friend, it doesn't matter who we all have a trusted source. And when it comes to health and wellness, it's going to be for us more than likely a coach or a doctor, mm-hmm. right? And so going through the provider to be the champion and do the education is becoming absolutely cool. huge. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, if I live, where where do I have to live to use Upper? We are very dense in Wilmington, primarily. Wilmington, we have North Carolina. Yeah, we yep. have some providers in Raleigh. Um, we've got a couple random ones, Florida. Uh, and then we have a client in Tennessee. Like we have some interesting okay. random spots here and there, but for the most part, we're dense in Wilmington. We are filed in uh, 28 states. Um, so we Great. can do business in 28 states. Yeah. But we will scale outward from our nucleus. Because- Good. So North Carolina, Southeastern North Carolina for now, is, but mm-hmm. spidering out, want to do business other places. Mm-hmm. Um, what is like... Uh, your biggest ask from anybody listening, whether they're an employee somewhere or an HR person or a benefits person or just somebody tuning mm-hmm. in and one of the I think we've listened to in forty one states at this point. Like what would you ask? Maybe it's a doctor listening, who knows? Mm-hmm. Like what would you ask of people to do? Stop letting your employees, your friends, or your patients Google search for their care. Because they stay lost, they stay confused. And they'll likely never even get to it. Yeah. Give them a free front door, which is the chat service. Upper.health. They can use it anytime. <laughs> it is the gateway into an entire ecosystem they'll never have to exit. Even Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. seriously, It doesn't matter though, where you are. Yeah. Anybody can use the chat. You're, you're going to get, yeah, yeah you're going to get, get somebody. Yeah. And you're going to get pointed in the right direction. We had somebody use the chat the same week it went up. From Denver, Colorado, to apply for a job as a nurse. Oh, oh cool! So that's yeah. awesome. funny. That she said her resume that. in the chat. I was like, I didn't even know this thing accepted okay, resumes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I knew we could take payment, but I'm getting resumes in the Gosh. chat. Okay, oh, that's yeah, funny. It was good. You yeah. have to thank your developer. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um. Well, so from we always take it back to like HR nightmares, and we really mm-hmm. try to help people avoid HR nightmares. Yeah. So an HR nightmare for every HR person out there is rising healthcare costs for their business. Um, we just spend. I mean, like I said, it's the number two cost behind 
salaries at any organization. Mm-hmm. And so we got to we got to keep our costs at least stagnant or or try to lower them to the best of our ability, get mm-hmm. our employees to be more healthy, focus on their wellness, put it at the forefront of your HR initiatives and it's check out increase productivity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean healthy employees are <laughs> yep, happy employees yep. and they're going to be yeah. more productive. They're going to miss less work and yeah. they're going to be more productive and yeah. upper health can It's true. It can is help true. with that. That's true. It's so simple. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really is so simple. Get your employees to be a little bit more healthy. All right, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna start using. You used Upper this morning. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Absolutely. Um, I'm gonna start uh, introducing this to folks that I yeah. come in contact with. I want to thank you for sharing. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks, Andy. Yes, thank yeah. you. Thanks Appreciate for you guys coming. having me on. Um, any other parting words for us? I just really appreciate being on. What's Lisa your personal term? motto? Personal motto. Oh, geez, that changes like once a week. (laughs) (laughs) I I hope I evolve constantly. So that always evolves with me. Um, Personal motto. I don't know if I have one. That might be it. That's hard to evolve. I evolve weekly. I evolve evolve weekly. weekly. Yeah, no, I like it. I will take that. You know, you've got like a lot of moxie, your go getter. Um, Mm -hmm. For anybody that started their own business, you know, cheers to us. Mm -hmm. Um, It's hard. It's hard out there for a hustler. Yeah. Um, So you got to support each other for real. And like everybody listening to this, please go follow Upper on all the socials. Um, wherever you you follow folks. Make sure you're following Leith HR Group and subscribing. If you like what you hear, share it with your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely, um, you can listen to us on YouTube. Um, you can listen anywhere you listen to your podcast while you're out on your walk or you're driving to work or you're taking a road trip for work. Um, and then check out worktalk.com. It's our own um, employee check-in <clears throat> app. It's super cheap, super affordable, and very easy to use. We want to make sure you're having a good relationship with your employees. So um, any parting words, co-host? No. I, I Thank you. Thanks for your time, thank Sarah. You guys. This is awesome. Um, I can't wait to dig in more. Um, and uh, we'll definitely do our part to, be, um, to spread the word. And um, I would love to see more and more providers jump on board because that, like Us you said, too. is the key. So. Yeah. It definitely is. All right. Avoid yeah. rising healthcare costs at your organization and go Stop. check out upper.health. Stop supporting prevention and health insurance. Let's do it. <laughs> upper.health. Thank you. Cheers.